The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program. My friends, will the United States of America cease to exist? Wow, are you hearing me correctly, you're thinking? Yes, I am asking if the time is coming when the United States of America will cease to exist as a nation. In years past, we have been a very blessed nation. Our famous Statue of Liberty has been recognized all over this earth as a symbol of a great, welcoming, and beneficent nation. Literally millions of our fellow human beings have looked on us as the land of the free and the home of the brave. But now all of that is changing. Why? Like all great empires in human history which have ever existed, will the United States soon cease to exist? You need to understand. Stay tuned. Personally, I love the United States of America. I grew up in a patriotic family in the Midwest during World War II. My father fought with General Pershing's army in France over in World War I. So I pray for the welfare of this nation. However, my friends, this nation is right now turning its back on the God of the Bible as never before. The absolutely vile images of fornication, adultery, drug use, and violence are everywhere in our media and any true minister of God who speaks out against these outrageous practices is attacked in our super liberal media and is called prejudiced, biased, and much worse, as many of you know. Think, there is a continuous barrage of anti-God, anti-Bible propaganda literally pouring forth from our media, my friends, and from many of our so-called leaders. How long do you think the God of heaven will put up with our sarcastic, insolent, God-rejecting behavior. And does our Creator really have a better way? Just think of the hunger, the suffering, and the anguish being experienced under virtually all human government. Millions of people are being beaten, humiliated, raped, tortured, and killed all over this world. Most of this is because man does not know how to govern himself. But the God of the Bible, not the Sunday school God, the real God, has a better way. And you need to understand that way so you can be part of the solution. Notice what your own Bible actually says. Go get your Bible if you have one. Check up on me. Don't believe me. You believe what is written in the words of your Bible. Many of you have been told about a God that the Bible does not describe at all. A different God, a different idea of salvation, a different purpose for life. Understand. See what the Bible actually says. Jesus quoted from Daniel. Many times Daniel is referred to. It's inspired scripture and called that by Jesus Christ. Turn back to Daniel chapter 4 in your Bible beginning in verse 16. Daniel is describing how God is going to punish ancient King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He says, "...and his heart is to be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of an animal." And let seven times pass over him. Daniel 4, now verse 17. 
This decision is by the decree of the watchers and by the sentence of the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know, get this, that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. God will sometimes set over us the lowest of men. We sometimes get what we deserve, don't we? God is the overall ruler of mankind and man must learn to submit to his rule. The eternal God has allowed man to try out his own government and his own way of life for about 6,000 years now. He's soon going to intervene in the 7,000 years, the beginning of the millennium, as it's called, and set up a government under Jesus Christ. Now the Creator is beginning to intervene and set up his own government over this entire earth. That's why this whole series of earthquakes and storms and problems are beginning, and they're going to happen and continue to happen more than ever before. It's not global warming. It's the great God. Notice what the Apostle Peter said in the New Testament. Acts chapter 3 and beginning in verse 19, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ. God is going to send Jesus Christ, who has preached to you before, get this, whom heaven must receive until, when? Until the times of restoration, a time of restoring of God's way of life, the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Isaiah describes this coming millennial rule of Christ, the government of God to be set up on this earth. Jeremiah describes it, Ezekiel describes it, Micah describes it, Amos describes it. Virtually every prophet refers to it. As Jesus said, a time of restoring, a time of God's way, a time of God's government, not man's government, over every nation, including the United States. Now, my friends, I want to offer you a free copy of one of the most inspiring booklets we have ever published. It is entitled, The World Ahead. What will it be like? Yes, Christ is coming back. What's the world going to be like then? This booklet tells you that in detail. This booklet goes into even greater detail than I could possibly do on this short program. The world ahead, what will it be like, will explain how the soon-coming government of God will affect your life and how you can prepare. This booklet will describe the real joy that will result from the righteous government of God and provide details of your part in God's plan. So request your free copy, absolutely free, of The World Ahead, what will it be like? You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just think for a moment and think about asking. Ask what is important. Ask for the booklet, The World Ahead. That's all you need. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, 
Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now, my friends, back to our topic. Will America cease to exist? Again, notice Acts chapter 3 in your New Testament. See what God says. Acts 3, verse 21. He speaks here about Christ being received by heaven until the times of restoration of all things, a coming time of restoring the way of God, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. God describes this coming time when Christ will rule the earth, the government of God will fill the earth, the law of God will be the basis of life over and over throughout the Old Testament. Turn now to Revelation in your New Testament, Revelation 11, if you would, and verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded the last trumpet, the seventh angel, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world, not up in heaven, here on this world, have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he, Christ, shall reign forever and ever. All the governments of this world, including the United States, will come under the rule of Jesus Christ at his second coming. That's good news. That's the real gospel when you understand it. A major part of the real gospel. Christ is going to our Savior. He's the way into the kingdom, but he is the king of that coming kingdom. And that part of Christ's message is often left out. Did you learn about that in Sunday school, that Christ is to come back at the last trump and set up a real government on this earth to last for a thousand years? Most of you didn't. The real God of the Bible has a plan. He is now preparing to take over and to literally rule the nations all over this earth, not up in heaven, on this earth. Notice back in Luke 19, this is Jesus Christ describing that. And again, most people don't really apply this literally. They think this was just symbolic or they have a way of somehow getting around what Christ clearly said. It's not symbolic. He's talking about literal things because these things, events are referred to over and over throughout the rest of the Bible as very real. And we need to learn to let the Bible interpret the Bible, not our human imagination. Notice Luke 19. He speaks about another parable because they thought the kingdom of God would immediately appear. Yet he shows the kingdom of God is going to come later. It was to come 2,000 years later. So a nobleman goes off to receive a kingdom. Christ goes off to heaven to repair the coming kingdom of God and comes back. And when he comes back, when he returned, verse 15, having received the kingdom, a parable of Christ, obviously, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much each man had gained by trading. How much have you used the talents and the strengths and the time and the energy God has given you to serve your creator? Then the first came saying, Master, your mina has earned 10 minas. This man really was an overcomer. The Bible often talks about an overcomer being in God's kingdom. He'd increase what he was given. He served God and his fellow men powerfully. And so he said to him, what, float off to heaven with nothing to do? No. He said to him, well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little. Whatever we have in this life is very little compared to what we'll have in God's coming kingdom. You were faithful in little. Have authority over ten cities. He didn't say have a harp prepared for you so you could sit around with nothing and playing on a harp. No. Rule over ten cities. The second came saying, Master, your mina has gained five minas. He'd also overcome and gained 
and served. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. The Christian reward in the future is not going to heaven. It is rulership and his rulership on this earth in the government of God, the kingdom of God. That's why God talks through the whole New Testament about a kingdom to be set up. And the kingdom is described when it's really described as the kingdom on this earth to come at Christ's second coming. Notice chapter 6 now of 1 Corinthians, continuing here in your New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Here's what the apostle Paul was inspired to tell us. Dare any of you having a matter against another... Go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? That's why we're called, my friends, to learn to overcome, to study God's laws and learn his statutes, his whole mind, his way of life, so we can take that knowledge and use it under Christ's direction as kings and priests in the coming kingdom, the coming government of God. The saints will judge the world, not heaven, the world. And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters, you know, things that come up in this life? Do you not know that the saints will judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? We're in training now, right now, if we're true Christians, to rule. And we need to understand our actual calling, which has often been obliterated in a wrong form of Christianity that has a whole different structure, a whole different model the model of paganism in many cases, frankly, not the model of God's word, not the model of the New Testament church under Christ and under the apostles. Notice now the book of Revelation written by the apostle John. Revelation chapter 2 and beginning in verse 26, He who overcomes and keeps my works, Christ said, until the end to him I will give power. What, up in heaven? No, power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. There are not nations up in heaven now. They don't need to be ruled with a rod of iron. But the nations of this world do, and they will be soon when Christ comes back again. Can you picture the need to crush some of these rotten dictators like Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and all these bad guys, the bad guys that live today? They need to be ruled powerfully. And then Christ's way of life can spread over the whole earth. They need to be ruled He said, as the potter's vessels shall be broken in pieces, as I also received it from my father. Christ is going to have that same responsibility. But he said, you Christians, he who overcomes, if you overcome and grow in grace and knowledge and have Christ's character and Christ's mind, you too can have that opportunity to serve in the coming government, the coming kingdom of God on this world. That's exciting. Turn to chapter 5 now. This is our calling, my friends. Back in verse uh, Revelation 5 and verse 8, it talks about the prayers of the saints and then a new song is to be sung by the saints. Here's this uh, song inspired of God. You are worthy, the saints say, to take the scroll and to open its seals. Yes, Christ was worthy to open the seals that open up the means of revelation. And you were slain and have redeemed us. Christ is our redeemer by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests. Christ has made true Christians to be kings and priests to rule the world and priests were teachers to teach the world of the way of God. Kings and priests to our God and we, 
the saints, we shall rule where? Up in heaven? No, we shall rule. Get it. Read this in your Bible. We shall reign on the earth. Our rule under Jesus Christ will be on this earth, not up in heaven. The pagan concept of floating off to heaven has nothing to do with your Bible. It's not found in the Bible anywhere. Turn back to Luke chapter 22, verse 29. And I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my father bestowed upon me, that you, the apostles, may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging or ruling, as it is often used throughout the Bible, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, the whole the entire different 12 nations of Israel as they've come down today. And so they were to have responsibility ruling the 12 tribes of the 12 nations of Israel in tomorrow's world in the kingdom of God. Not up in heaven with nothing to do, but on this earth ruling. Christ gave them that responsibility. Now let's turn back to your Old Testament again. And here we find in the book of Ezekiel some magnification of all of this. Ezekiel chapter 37 and beginning in 24 Verse 24 of Ezekiel 37, he describes what's going to happen when Christ comes back. As you'll see the preliminary part about how he's going to bring back all Israel and all Judah. They're not the same people necessarily and make them one nation and Christ will be over them. And who's going to be under Christ ruling directly over the 12 apostles? Get it. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 24. David, my servant, shall be king over them the time of the resurrection from the dead. And King David, that exciting personality, the man after God's own heart, the man God used to rule Israel for 40 years in spite of his mistakes. He powerfully repented from that one great sin with Bathsheba and her husband. Repented in a way probably none of us have ever repented. And God completely forgave him and is going to use him. David, my servant, shall be king over them. And they shall all have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Then they shall dwell in the land that I gave to Jacob, my servant, where your fathers dwelt. And they shall dwell there, they and their children and children's children forever. My servant David shall be their prince forever. King David will literally rule over the 12 nations of Israel under Jesus Christ in tomorrow's world. So your Bible reveals a governmental structure, my friends, when you look into it. Not complete, but it gives you an idea there's a whole structure. Christ as king of kings, as we read back in Revelation 11:15, then David over the nations of Israel, and under David then the 12 apostles, each one of them over an individual nation of Israel, and under the apostles, many of the saints will be there in the nations of Israel on this earth as they continue to live right on over into the millennium. A whole governmental structure. Of course, many more offices will be involved. And we talk about them in this very fine booklet here, The World Ahead. You'll see much more here. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will be used, no doubt, as top assistants or advisors. Moses, Daniel, and Elijah will be in key offices and many others under Christ. Where will you fit into this structure, my friends? Are you really overcoming are you really learning God's way of life? Are you fulfilling the calling and the preparation that God has in mind for all true Christians to be in his kingdom and help him govern this earth at the first resurrection when Christ comes? Think about it. Think about it. 
Turn to Micah chapter 4 now. Micah 4 verse 1. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and many people shall flow to it and nations shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain. Often the term mountain is used as a symbol of a kingdom throughout the prophecies as nearly all scholars acknowledge. Come up to the mountain, the kingdom of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Notice, he will teach us his ways. For out of Zion, God's law shall go forth, the Ten Commandments, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. War will come to an end. Christ is going to rule. There's going to be an abundance of peace such as there's never been. For everyone shall sit under his vine. There'll be ownership of property, the right kind of capitalism, not the rampant greed we have today. Everyone shall have his own property, though, his own vine and his own fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. No more war, crime, violence, fear, for the mouth of the ever-living one has spoken. God has spoken, and it is absolutely sure to occur, my friends. Look forward to it. The kingdom of God, the good news of Christ's coming government. Again, my friends, be sure to write or call and request your copy of this truly inspiring booklet entitled, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? This inspiring booklet will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This booklet goes into even greater detail than I can on this short program. The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? will explain how the soon coming government of God will affect your life and how you could prepare This booklet will describe the real joy that will result from this righteous government all over this earth and help you understand your part in God's plan as you have never done before. So call or write today. Request your free copy of this booklet, The World Ahead. What will it be like? You can also order the booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, please open your mind and open your heart to the reality of the soon-coming kingdom of God, the message Jesus Christ talked about over and over. For just before we humans, under our misguided human governments, blow ourselves to smithereens, God will send Christ back to this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. He will bring real peace and prosperity such as the world has never seen before. 
describing this time of Christ's government on this earth, the prophet Isaiah was inspired to write this. And as you turn to it, Isaiah 35, chapter 35 in your Bible, you'll see how Christ moves up here as he inspired Isaiah to his second coming and the tribulation, the second coming, back and forth. He's been describing that order of events throughout this entire book. He's now describing various events before then. Then he comes up again to Christ's kingdom and what it's going to be like. And he says in chapter 35, the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. God's people as they come back, weeping and repenting back to Israel. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. God speaks of the desert blossoming like the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord. Yes, Christ will be here in person, the excellency of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are faint-hearted, be strong, do not fear. Terrible things are coming, my friends, but look forward to the kingdom of God. Get your mind on that. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save us. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like the deer. God's going to heal people then all over this earth. And the tongue of the dumb, the people that can't speak, shall sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and a road that shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. God's going to clean up the whole earth and straighten out those who are going the wrong way. He says, verse 9, No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast be upon it. It shall not be found there. God tells us in Isaiah 11, the wild nature is even taken away from the lions and tigers and so on. He says, it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk in it, and the ransom of the Lord shall return. They'll come back and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. It will be the greatest time of absolute peace of mind and joy that the world has ever experienced when the Christ of the Bible is here as King of kings and Lord of lords. Again, my friends, be sure to write or call for this most encouraging booklet entitled The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? This illustrated booklet gives you a vivid picture of the structure, the blessings, and the absolute joy of Christ's soon coming kingdom his kingdom on this earth. So call now and tune in every week to tomorrow's world program. On this program, you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at the same time. See you here next week. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.